0: Hello everyone and welcome to our Daily Ag Newsmaker interview. I'm Lori Boyer and I'm joined by Kurt Warner, past president of the Colorado Independent Cattle Growers Association. And we are in full swing here in the state legislature. Where should we begin today? Are there some things we need to be keeping an eye on, Kurt?
1: Well, I just, uh, so uh, we talked last month a week ago, um, this Wednesday we were um, February 7th, Colorado Independent Cattle Growers had their Annual legislative day at the Capitol, and uh, had a, a really good turnout. Unfortunately, weather always this time year always plays a part. We had uh, some of our members, board members from the West Slope, weren't able to make it because they had predicted two feet of snow at Wolf Creek Pass. So the people coming from southwestern Colorado uh, didn't feel they could come over and get back, uh, given that weather situation. But nonetheless, we had a had a, had a good day. I want to give a uh, thanks to uh, Representative Holtorf, who hosted us that day. Tremendous supporter of CICA, uh, a member. He, uh, him, and his aide coordinated uh, getting us a room. We served lunch after, well, in the morning. We watched the uh, legislature, the the House, uh, conduct business, and that's always interesting. It's, uh, it struck me that it's kind of like watching the Harlem Globetrotters. You never have any, uh, there's never any doubt about how the what the outcome is going to be, because one side of the aisle certainly controls virtually everything up there. But after the morning session, we moved across the street to the north to Legislative Services Office and served lunch and had, again, a tremendous turnout. We didn't have a sign-up sheet, but we had a standing-room-only crowd in the meeting room there and and, uh, had a brief period of time. I mean, the, the legislative session or the legislative business that morning took till noon, and then a lot of people have Committee hearings 130, so we had a, a narrow period of time there, but nonetheless, bipartisan group of legislators there, and certainly an opportunity for uh, rural Colorado to interact with urban Colorado. All these people I can tell you they have no contact with with farmers and ranchers on a on a regular basis, and we were able to talk about a few things. Um, certainly, whenever you have a group of people. Uh, and you tell them that they can go to the grocery store and pick up a package of beef, and it might say USDA inspected or product USA, and it, but that's no indication where it actually come from. It, it's always, you see shock registered on people's face. They, they, they can't imagine that, don't understand that. So we were able to, of course, talk about the need for labeling, especially today when we have the smallest cow numbers, beef cow numbers since 1951, and imports continue to increase. And so the need for labeling just continues, and beef products continues to grow. Uh, we also had a chance to talk about some Colorado issues, and we have a, a number of members who lease state school trust land. And, of course, the state land board, their, their mandate is to, to maximize the uh, revenue from those from those properties. And we're running more and more situation with the value of land across Colorado. The state land board will sell uh Valuable properties in you know, along the front range, etc. But they go out into rural areas and buy much bigger properties. Well, the problem with that is that is that it first of all takes it off the tax rolls, but also they become a competitor for land um, in rural communities. And so at some point you become uh, it it puts you know they become competitors, and so that that's not a good thing. I I don't think the state should actually understand the the whole concept of state land and and revenue for schools. But uh, at some point, the the state should not be in the real estate business.
0: Kurt, I feel like you and I have talked about this before, and it seems to just kind of come up continuously, maybe not every year, but off and on continuously.
1: It's to be a bigger issue every year. They've separated recreational uh, use from the grazing leases that all used to kind of go together and, and again, understand why they need to maximize revenue for schools, but at some point it becomes detrimental to rural communities. And so a lot of people think that needs to be looked at very hard by the legislature. Hopefully it gets on their radar when some of these issues, if they become bills, that uh, uh, they under, you know, can understand that uh, uh, what's going on there.
0: What else is CICA working on, Kurt?
1: Very interesting that day is... We had a chance to talk to State Representative Ken DeGraff from the 22nd, from his El Paso Canyon. That's the 22nd district. And he's a very interesting gentleman. He is a, a meteorologist as well as an airline pilot. And Representative DeGraff will flat tell you that he believes the, the whole climate change, global warming thing is a hoax very outspoken about that so we would like to uh, we're going to try to get him to speak at our our convention in Lahana in July. Um, We'd love to have him go to the RCAF convention in South Dakota but uh, one of the things that's uh, becoming more and more concerning is the infiltration of the whole climate change global warming uh, agenda into agriculture. For instance You know, American farmers, and we have, you know, low crop prices right now and getting lower. American farmers have to have things like uh, def on their tractors because of of global warming. It adds to the expense of the tractor. It adds to the cost of maintenance and running it. But the same tractor can go to South America, and it doesn't require that sort of equipment. So it really puts, you know, American producers at a, a tremendous disadvantage. You're seeing that our export markets are lagging, and other other countries are, that can produce crops cheaper are are filling that export void. So uh, uh, the global warming thing in agriculture it's it's a it's a top down thing, Lori. It starts with uh, groups like BlackRock Financial and Robo Bank, who are the big uh, financiers of, of agribusiness. BlackRock Financial, part of their investment portfolios you have to have a environmental social government score so you have to be environmentally aware or woke i guess and when you start borrowing money then then you look at that connection between blackrock and say tyson and tyson is part of the global roundtable for sustainable beef which is the cattle equivalent equivalent of the world economic forum where people like john kerry fly to dictate try to make up uh and their views of, of uh, how you should live, whether you should drive electric vehicles, whether you should have a gas stove, etc. And so it's it's a top down thing. Um, Global Roundtable for Sustainable Beef, uh, National Cattle Beef Association is part of the Global Roundtable for Sustainable Beef, and they are have been pushing the uh, mandatory animal ID and getting a, a lot of pushback from from its members. But uh, you think why why would we need to? Sounds like a great idea. Every every cow calf in the United States has an electronic ID. Well, if at some point there would be, for instance, a carbon tax on beef cattle, they have to know where they're at and the numbers. And so you start following this trail. I know it sounds very convoluted, but you start following this trail and it becomes becomes very, very alarming because, again, all these things, uh, at the very least, make uh, American farmers and ranchers less competitive in the world. And at at worst, they... uh, dictate your lives and dictate how how your operations can operate
0: all right Kurt anything else to mention here today
1: not really again uh, our conventions in July I should have a date and we'll be close to to a bunch of uh, a list of speakers and uh, uh, our CAF convention has been moved from uh, uh, August to uh, June in South Dakota so uh, um, people might keep that in mind
0: well Kurt thank you for the information here today thanks for joining me Thank you, Lori. Kurt Warner, past president of the Colorado Independent Cattle Growers Association. My guest, I'm Lori Boyer.